This episode of the Mayfair Theater Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash Podcast. There's over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Podcast. Get a free audiobook on us today. Welcome to the Mayfair Theater Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm Mel. I'm Josh. That that that, that quiet little noise you heard was That's poor the Mel. the sound of misery. Mel, Mel's not feeling too well. I just got, I'm sorry, guys. I just got like a freaking... <laughs> That's okay. Nausea. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're, we're, we're plowing through this podcast, even though Mel is on her last legs. But I said if she dies on air, that'll be, make for great ratings. <laughs> so, you guys better all listen to my death. So it might be Andrew and I talking for the most part today, but Mel is here in spirit. And um, yeah, so this is the October 23rd to 29th podcast. We are uh, marching towards Halloween with a whole lot more Halloween screenings this week again. Um, And some non-Halloween stuff. Uh, I'm most excited this week about Army of Darkness, which I think is... I don't know. I, I've said before that there's a difference between, you know, great cinema and your favorite movie. Yeah. And I always get mad when somebody goes like, oh, I saw Goonies, it's not great, or I saw Space Jam, it's not great. And I'm like, well, no, but if you saw something when you were a kid and you love it, you're allowed to still love it, you know? Not, yeah. not everything has to be true foe. Like, some stuff is allowed to be fun. So Army of Darkness, I'm, I'm fairly sure I have memorized. I could, like, do a one-man show <laughs> of, of Army of Darkness, and I'd never get tired of it. And, um, you know, we, we don't like to advertise television, of course, but it's kind of, you know, when we all, all of us, the other theaters like to advertise television. They do. Yeah. But you can't go to a movie without seeing an ad for like show me or which is weird channels. It's, it's like when, even in like comic books, sometimes you'll see an ad for say, you know, the new Batman video game in the back of a Spider-Man comic. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. So somebody didn't think this through. Somebody, somebody at, on on the board went like, "Oh wait, that's the other guy." Um, but Army of Darkness, uh, year decades of rumor of a sequel, uh, which is now happening, just not theatrically, um, and so it's a good excuse to show Army of Darkness with the new TV show coming out next week. Uh, but Brush I'm up on your. I'm sure you guys, everyone will just. You know, watch that when there's not a movie showing at the Mayfair. They'll they'll uh, DVR it or whatever people do nowadays. Come watch the movie and then and then maybe watch uh, the a, show after. A I lot guess. of people were asking us if we were going to show it, and it's funny how often people ask if we're going to show television, TV shows, yeah, and everything of what I understand. Why, why though? I like, don't know. Why, why Why do you want to pay money to see something you can see for free at home? That's not meant for the big screen. Yeah, it's very interesting. But like down in, in uh, our, what is happening to cinema? What is happening? Like our, our our Big Brother cinema down in Austin with the uh, Alamo Draft House, they who are you know, because it's hipster land and those wonderful hipsters support them a lot. Like they get away with murder of this oh, show and crazy stuff. They could yeah. 
But they do Doctor Who and they do Buffy, I believe. And there are like standalone episodes in those franchises or like Star Trek, I think. But it is, it is, especially when you're when you're us with one screen. It's like we we've only got so many hours in the day, and and yeah, this isn't Netflix and chill. Yeah, this is like, so come out and have fun. Like I'm, you know, of, of course I watch TV as well, but I watch mostly movies here. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so I will be watching this new Army of Darkness, but seeing it on the big screen with a crowd, and. You know, it always goes back to people back in the video store age. Like, oh, are you afraid video stores are going to kill cinema? And something like Army of Darkness is like, well, yeah, I own I own Army of Darkness twice on Blu-ray and I think twice on DVD. <laughs> I have two VHSs of Hook. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. But yeah. there's nothing better than coming to watch it with a crowd. Hopefully with a nice big crowd. Um, it, it's the Hopefully difference. Hopefully with a bigger crowd than Hook. Yeah, Hook, it's all, any Hook fans, it's on your shoulders why we can't show Hook again, because you didn't come out to see Hook when we screened it. But yeah, any any kind of retro movie like that, uh, especially something, man, like Army of Darkness is like the, the crossroads of horror and comedy, it's more fun to watch with a crowd. Yeah. Um, like recently when we screened either scary stuff like it's follows or even even com- unfortunately didn't garner a big crowd but i came to see uh train wreck and mm-hmm. and people liked it there was lots of laughing and, and people clapped at the end i love you know? when there's a standing ovation oh my or God. any amount of clapping really at the end of the movie it was you know under sarcastic pretenses but i think the last Still. the last standing ovation i was a part of here was sharknado oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was the perfect crowd of like not not like, and, and I've been called a hipster, so not hipster in a negative word, but the perfect. Well, you're not a hipster, really. I don't think I am. Because you, you know why? Because you gener- genuinely like what you yeah, like. Yeah. You like, don't pretend to like what you like to look cool. That's what I get mad about because I, I got, and again, I know people who, and it's, who identify as hipsters, so I'm not like, mm. like trashing them, but I actually like Converse, and if I'm wearing a, a Scooby Doo shirt, it's because I like Scooby Doo, whereas I've heard the definition being. If you go into like a high-end thrift shop and pay $85 for an ALF shirt and then point at it and go, oh, look at this stupid old show I'm wearing a shirt of, that's kind of the, the negative tinge to hipsters. If, if you think hipster, and I don't even know what the definition like, is. Like, I'm going to pay $85 for this neon tank top. Look at how dumb I yeah. look or whatever. But if you actually like an Army of Darkness or a, or a B-movie like that, and you enjoy it, good, you know, and it's, and it's, it's like, I don't think there's a negativity around that then. And, and Sharknado was the, the, we had it at the perfect time, because we showed Sharknado 2, and it didn't do as well. No. But we were just in the, in the, the, the eye of the Sharknado storm, and it was a packed house, and everybody was laughing, and everybody was clapping, and everybody was writing about it on social media, and... I think Sharknado 4 is in production now, but I, I don't think Most it'll likely. ever get back up to that that uh, that strange phenomenon that it held on to for two weeks. <laughs> with... I guess it's like those big horror movies from the 80s. That, yeah. Like, the first one did super, super well, and the others did yeah. okay, but like dwindling numbers kind of thing. Well, it's like, like I always say, like, like, I hate to come to the defense of evil Hollywood, but... People say, like, oh, it's nothing but sequels and remakes now. And I'm like, well, yeah, but if you go back to, like, say, Planet of the Apes, you know why there's five Planet of the Apes movies? 
because the fifth one flopped and they didn't make a sixth one. Mm -hmm. And if the fifth one would have done well, they would have made a sixth one. But they didn't put a lot of money into those movies. Those are all... I mean, I love all the Planet of the Apes films, the old ones. Yeah. And the new ones. But the old ones were very cheap. Like, the sequels especially were very under-budgeted. And I think they were just like, we have... It was almost like the old... um, Another example is like the old Abbott and Costello films. They would be like, oh, somebody just did a, a jungle movie or somebody just did a space movie. And they would just go and use that set and, and they make sequels. So nowadays, the same thing. Like whenever there's X amount of, you know, horror films of whatever genre, they're not telling a story. They're just doing their horror movie stuff. Uh, it's not like, oh, we have this trilogy plan. They're like, you know, they made however many Saw movies they made because they kept making money. Mm-hmm. And then the last one came out and they were like, well, I don't think we have an equation to make another one. And they stopped. Yeah. And even, like, all those, like, disaster movies back in the 70s, like... But do you like, think they would keep making James Bond movies if they didn't make money? Yeah. For example? Yeah. Like, well, that, there were there was that like, huge gap yeah. between yeah. the Timothy Dalton ones and the Pierce Brosnan ones, but that had more to do with, like, a copyright issue or yeah. something. Or even, like, between, between <coughs> Batman and Robin and Batman Begins was... I don't know how many years. How many years was that? It was, like, 97 to 2010? Is that right? Or is it earlier than that? When was Batman Begins? But there was that... 2005? Oh, my God. 2005? Yeah, I think. God, I thought it was later than that. But 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 nonetheless, like, that's a large gap for a franchise. Or, like, if you look at Superman, which is still struggling, like, the Chris Reeve movies ended, and then they did one more years later, and then they did another one years later, and already with Man of Steel, they've kind of backpedaled because instead of Man of Steel 2, now they've done Batman versus Superman. So that franchise is still kind of hopping along, but, you know, when stuff stops making money, like, um, there was a kid's movie called Golden Compass a few years mm-hmm. ago, kind of riding, like, the Harry Potter wave, and it tanked. There was another one, too, that was not Golden Compass, that had little elf guys in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was sort of, like, wannabe Narnia, it was animated. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. But when, it's gone, but it played at Rito, yeah. and it was sort of the same. It was trying to ride the coattails, didn't really do that well, though. And and Golden Compass, it ends with, like, practically the characters waving at the camera and saying, see you next time, and... Wasn't there some controversy with that movie where people were saying, oh, this is uh, sacrilegious? There was, and I can't remember why. I think, I think, like the Narnia books, there was kind of Christian undertones okay. with certain characters... Uh, I think in Narnia, which I haven't read for a million years, mm-hmm. but it was like the lion was essentially Jesus in Narnia, I think. But um, but yeah, that movie ended, and they wanted to make more, and they went, oh, we flopped. And mm-hmm. so there's no Golden Compass 2, you know. And, and Army of Darkness, going back to that, for years, I saw Bruce Campbell a couple times at, at Q&As, and they'd be like, what you have to understand is Army of Darkness made about a million dollars. And then it didn't do really great on VHS. And... Like, I'm not a big A-list star. So when you put those three things together and pitch it to a company, they don't go, yeah, we're going to give you more money. Like, it's really hard to get a a movie done. So uh, it's amazing that 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 has stuck around for so long and now that they're making more, but... um, But yeah, so that's my Halloween pick of the week is uh, Army of Darkness on October 25th. Uh, Hopefully it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully a lot of people in attendance. I, I remember coming here... In, uh, God, I guess 92, after I saw it initially at the now extinct World Exchange Plaza, mm. and then came to see it here uh, when, when Mayfair got it. And there's a kind of climactic, like, gun scene 
where he shoots way too many bullets out of a shotgun and and very like like just happened like no no warning no plan people started chanting along Seven, eight, nine, ten, as the shotgun shells flew. Amazing. And that became a, a tiny little kind of like Rocky Horror thing that the next few times I saw uh, Army of Darkness here at the Mayfair. So maybe we'll do that again. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's one of our films coming up this week. Um, <clears throat> another cool uh, geek movie is uh, On the Heels of Marduk Fly coming to 2015. We have the documentary Back in Time which is a uh, documentary celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future. and It's the Ottawa premiere. Ottawa premiere. A lot of Ottawa premieres this week as well. And Back in Time is a, is a Kickstarter documentary, which I always admire so much that people more and more are going to the fans and going to their friends and getting movies done without having to... Out go... of love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's in it. All the actors are in it. And... Um, and Back to the Future is in the news a lot this week because now we're at the era where Marty McFly comes to visit. And so lots of jokes online about Jaws 19 should be out and, and we should be dressing a certain way and all those kind of things. Um, so Jaws 19 isn't quite here, but, and I know nothing about baseball, but the Chicago Cubs are in the World Series race. Which was the team in Back to the Future too? Yeah, but aren't they playing the Jays today? Like I, I oh, are they? The Jays win. Yeah, sorry oh, Cubs. Sorry Cubs. <laughs> I don't know anything about bases ball <laughs> except that I came to see. I just know that there's a very handsome man in the Blue Jays. He lives in a van <laughs> down by the <laughs> That's river. All I know. <laughs> the uh, all I know. I came to see the uh, National Lampoon documentary on Monday night. Mm, how was it? It was great. I still haven't... I've just seen bits of it, but I really want to see it. I missed it. There was nobody here. It was like me and I think three people. Oh. But I think it's because it was a baseball night and it was election night. Mm. So it's the only thing I thought. It was like, well, if people are out voting and stuff, I guess that's okay. Yeah. But it was it was ghost town in here. Uh, but I think that's why. I think it was a combo of, of... And nothing wrong with it, but people are quick to jump on a bandwagon when a Canadian team is doing well. It's true. So yeah. I bet you every... Even, like, myself, like, I know nothing. I couldn't name a player on the Blue Jays, but I was in a restaurant when one when the game that got them to the next round was on TV, and I was, you know, looking at it, and, you know, it's, it's Canada. Yeah. Some, some form of pseudo-patriotic tinge around it. But, well, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so Back to Future documentary coming up as well this week, and we have that in the, the matinee slot. It's uh, family matinees of that. So not a kid movie per se, but something that's family-friendly for your movie nerd in, in your family. Um, we, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Friday, Saturday. And that's, I saw, I don't think I mentioned it last time, but I saw, I got to go see uh, the Charlie Chaplin film City Lights at the NAC mm. with the live orchestra accompaniment. And it's amazing. It's, I, I wish they did it more often. I wish they did it all the time. But We've done a few things like this in the past. It's yeah. It's been a while though. And so this, I admit, somebody was asking about what, instruments are being played and i admit i totally don't know yeah i don't guess <laughs> well somebody synthesizers yeah, yeah said that they wanted to set up in between shows so that's what i assumed that it is i know? wonder if it's going to be so it's not like um you know classical yeah it's, it's a it's a 35 uh, well, i know i know it's not a classical yeah. score but we're not getting like traditional uh instruments there They're will just... be no violin i don't think okay no yeah i have a feeling it's like a keyboard kind of thing Maybe it's, it's it's two 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 fellows doing it, but it's it's 
quote unquote no wave. I have, and I, I don't have, really know what that means yeah. aside from the fact that it was a backlash against new wave, which um, is good music, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of us thought it was a typo. Yeah. And it was supposed to be new wave. Yeah. But, uh, but I tried to do some research, but I came up with nothing really useful. I apologize. But it's and it marks like our third or fourth Halloween movie in a row for a Friday night. Yeah. And then next week we'll have Rocky Horror. And then the week after that, we'll have Final Girls. We're in like a six-week pre-Halloween, post-Halloween marathon of, yeah. of, of uh, scary, cool movies. And Nosferatu, man, like it's... Just look at like a still of Nosferatu. And especially that it was like, what was it, 1922. Mm-hmm. So nobody knew what they were doing. Nobody no. knew how to work a camera. He did his own makeup for this. Well, And, that's... and he let nobody see his face yeah. until he came out with it on. And that's the joke from, from the... Uh, uh, the more recent, not so recent now, but from uh, the biopic about Nosferatu that he was actually a vampire with, um, uh, oh God, who is it? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, which was an amazing movie. Wow. But there was a lot of like writing about how weird the actor was and how, and I think nowadays they would just be like, oh, he's a method actor. But at the time, I think he was like freaking out the crew and freaking freaking out journalists because he was this weirdo vampire guy. And I mean, it seems so crazy to think now because now, we all know what a vampire is. Like, like your grandma knows what a vampire is. And whether it be because of the movie Dracula. Because of this guy. Yeah, or the movie Twilight, or Buffy, or, you know, like uh, Count Chocula. Everybody <laughs> knows what a vampire is. But for a lot of people, this was their first taste of a vampire story, which is so weird to think mm-hmm. that there was a first for that kind of mythology. Yeah. But for a lot of the kind of... Um, masses who went to, to movies back in, in, in the 20s. This was their first... And now you can't even imagine that. Like, we all know what the Wolfman is. We all know what, what Frankenstein is. We all know this stuff. But that was... And then, like, what are they coming up with as bad guys now? Like, the Babadook was scary as yes. shit. Yeah. But, like, pretty simple in terms of what it is. And more psychological. Than, yeah. yeah. It was more... Yeah, that was more psychological. It wasn't so much like an actual yeah. villain. Like, in the, in the 80s, we see... Like, it seems like, to be... there are no new monsters, I think. No, because... Like, like, Sharknado, I guess, is a monster? I don't know. Because we had, like, our, our, our universal monsters, which, which everybody knows. It's the Wolfman, it's Dracula. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there was quite a long gap with many horror movies in there, and your, your Vincent Prices, and, and, yeah. and, and kind of monster stuff like The Blob, or, or Night of the Living Dead in the 60s with zombies. The Thing. But I think it really wasn't until... And I'm sure somebody could counter this, but like the late seventies and eighties, when there was a real tidal wave of of Michael Nightmare. Myers, Jason, Freddy, uh, Child's Play, all like mm-hmm. distinct, like weirdly humorous for the most part, anti-hero murderers, <laughs> like, um, and then and then there was a gap, and then it was a lot of Japanese remakes, and then now. I think we've gone past it, but then it was all like the the torture films, right? It was all yeah. it was all Saw and Hostel, and then now it's it's even though there's a, quite a gap between Blair well, Witch found, now it's found, found footage. footage, but that that was a gap because like Blair Witch was ninety eight or ninety nine, yeah. and then what was the next one like Cloverfield, Cloverfield, and then and then yeah, Paranormal Activity, and all that kind of. And I admit I I know they're not for everybody, but 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 those movies get me like. Man. We were talking about Blair Witch Project the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know if you guys remember when you saw it, but I watched it by myself. I was babysitting nah. my siblings, yeah, and 
my dad's last name is Blair. And so, oh. you know, and like they live by the woods. Anyway, I just like, I managed to set myself up to just be the most scared I have ever been yeah. in my life yeah. while babysitting. Yeah. It was awesome. Well, my name's Josh and there's a guy in the movie <laughs> named Josh. <laughs> and so, and I, I and it's funny because I say it jokingly, it sounds pompous, but I'm like, if you have an imagination, those movies are worse. Yeah. Because you're not seeing the monster, you know, and it sounds so pompous, like, well, my imagination is better than yours, but, but it's, it's, that movie got me, and I remember, again, funny, it was at World Exchange, I saw it, like, the opening day, at, like, whenever it came out in 99, and, and I'll never forget, two women walked by, my friend and I, as we were sitting, watching the credits, and I'm 98% sure they weren't just joking around, and one of them said, I can't believe that the studio would let a documentary like that be seen. And the other one was like, I know, I'm offended by that. And I'm like, <laughs> you're either making a joke and that's hilarious, or... You have a lot to learn. Yeah. <gasps> and especially because... I think I thought it was real, too. Oh, a lot of people did. I mean, like, it's convincing. I mean, this, like, you get I, to I, a point where you're I like, hate I admitting know. that, but yeah. this was a while ago, and I was... Yeah. This was younger, naive me, so... And it... it today I would have been like, oh, it's It sounds real. like the Stone Age, but it was the early days of the internet... <laughs> They used viral marketing. They put out wanted poster or like missing people posters. They put out really realistic looking. Um, I remember, I believe it was on the Space Channel at the time, but a very realistic like behind the scenes documentary like mm -hmm. that again made it look more realistic oh. where they were talking with like other people from the town and stuff like that. So they, it worked. Yeah. But man, I was terrified by it. But I know other people who were just like, we were like, oh, that didn't scare me. Why there were was, you scared? Yeah, there was nothing in that. But I was alone at home. Yeah, it scared me. My and parents went and saw it. I didn't see it in theaters, but my parents went and saw it because they were curious about the hype, and they went to, to one of the multiplexes, and they ended up having to sit yeah. front row because it was sold out or near okay, sold out. Yeah. And if you sit front row at those multiplexes, it's not like coming to the Mayfair where there's always space, enough, yeah. enough distance between you and the screen. They're like inches away from the screen and they're watching this film and my dad's like, what, what is this shit? <laughs> this isn't scary. This is going to make me vomit. Yeah, especially if you don't know what you're getting into. I'm, I yeah. can see it being like, why is it black and white? Oh, why is then, it so shaky? Yeah. And then what? There was the fourth kind, which managed to creep me out. Yeah. No, and I like watching, it's like here too. Like, so, uh, anyway. I, again, to plug, uh, we, we, by popular demand, we're squeezing Goodnight Mummy back in for a couple more nights. Wednesday, Thursday. Which I'm glad about selfishly because I missed it. So I want to come yeah, see Yeah, I haven't it seen it either. It looks really good. There's a few other people too who, who like re requested. requested yeah. Like, I, the, a friend of mine texted me and she was like, so could you push the movie back by half an hour on Wednesday <laughs> to play it at 9.30? I finished at 9. And I was like, uh... It's probably going to be busy, so, you know, like, it might work out in your favor, but I don't think I could just, just do that for you. Ditch work early. Yeah. Um, and it look, and it, it's not so much in, in topic, but in, in, in hype, it reminds me of the old, like, 50s films, because the first thing I heard about it was somebody was like, oh, people are fainting at that. Mm. And I'm like, what? what's your source material on this? Like, is this just, like, a cool rumor that's spreading, or did I've someone, people, like... The, the last time I worked it, I had two people come out. Yeah. And be like, uh, does it get worse than this? Oh, snap. And I'm sort of like, <laughs> uh... That's awesome. And, and it's yeah. weird, because on the surface, it just looks like a movie about two kids, two. and their mom comes home with bandages on her face from an operation, and and then they, they think their mom's weird. So even the trailer doesn't look terrifying. No. So now it's like, I hope it's not a letdown, because now I'm just like, oh, this is going to be good, this is going to be scary, but... 
All I know is that it's a rare horror film or thriller, depending on what you want to tag it with, that is getting big critical acclaim and that suppose I think it's German is gonna be the the German submission for best foreign film at the Whoa. Oscars. And that's rare. That's huge. Yeah. So so that's that's, cool. that's pretty cool. So I'm gonna come see it and hopefully be scared to death next week. But yeah, so that's like three horror films we have next week to, to gear up towards Halloween. Um, and and I made a little post on Facebook a while ago because we've been talking so much about horror where I was like, but people who don't like horror, don't be sad because remember, and I was like, we're playing, at the time, I was like, we're playing Inside Out and we're playing A Walk in the Woods and because there, there is this misconception sometimes where people are like, oh, you guys are the B-movie theater. And I'm like, well... Yeah, you guys only play old movies. And yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, well, we play Back to the Future every day. Yeah, we play an old movie, if we're lucky, once a month. Yeah. And, and this month we got Army of Darkness and... and um, One, two, and, and three, shining, four. Shining and Exit. So we have, that's more of a Halloween, Halloween theme. Yeah. But... Um, that's the thing we do every year. Yeah. But, like, so this week we're, we're holding over Grandma... With Lily Tomlin, which again I'm selfishly happy for because I missed it last week, um, and then Freeheld with um, this is a premiere. Premiere. It is a premiere. I can't like a last minute premiere. I can't believe that Steve Carell is in this. It, Michael well, Shannon is in this. Yeah. So Oscar nominees: Steve Carell, Michael Shannon. Oscar winner: Julianne Moore and Canada sweetheart Ellen Page <laughs> are all in this movie. Uh, I've seen Ellen Page on. What did I see her on? I guess on Colbert? Maybe on Colbert and Conan plug in this movie. And and I love her. I think she's great. I, she's and, awesome. And she's, mm-hmm. she's... Starting with Hard Candy. Yeah, Hard Candy. And she she's uh, in the X-Men films. And, and she's one of those actors that I like because she goes back and forth. Like, she'll do a movie like Freeheld and then she'll do like a video game, like a big budget video game or she'll be in an X-Men movie. Man, so. that video game. There are two video games that have a character that look exactly like her and sort of sound like her. Right. It was really weird. But it's her, isn't it? Didn't they like... There's one that it is her. Was yeah. that but her and, and Willem Dafoe? I believe. I, I Again, I saw her on a, on a talk show plugging it, but I forget what the game... I don't play video the games at all. The Last of Us? Was that what, yeah. what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's just... And we still... Like, I mean, video games are incredible, but they're still not... And I don't know if I want them to be 100%, because then it's the thing of like, oh, then that's... You know, we can have a Humphrey Bogart movie again, you know, but... There's still that, like, that uncanny valley, they call it, yeah. where it's damn impressive, and the video game looks great, but when you see not Ellen Page on your TV screen, there's just something wrong with the eyes, yeah. like, there's some... some... Like they open their mouth, and there's a line around their teeth. Yeah, and, and so it's, and again, it's, it's moving so quickly, I'm sure within two or three years, it'll be, like, complete photorealism, yeah. but... Um, but yeah, I like Ellen Page for that, that she's a, a, a nice Canadian girl who I believe still resides in Halifax. I think so too. And, uh, does big movies and little movies and, and, um, and this movie is, is, I just saw the trailer and I'm like, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a, so um, this is, um, Julian Moore's a cop. Yes. And she's, is she in the closet? I think it, it takes place a little while ago. So it's been, before the Supreme Court decision yeah. to legalize gay marriage. So I believe she's in the closet and she has a girlfriend or, you know... Would, it's a true love story. Yeah, would be a wife if wife was, was available at the time. And she is, <laughs> she is sick. And if it was a male-female relationship, the wife would get... Um, get uh, oh, what's the word? My mind just blanked. Uh, like, 
after the spouse dies, she would get money. Her estate. For her estate, yeah. But because... All the well, rights her that, pension, basically. Her she pension, yeah. Her pension. All, all the rights that um, heterosexual couples... Yeah. Okay. So, it, so it's a true story about that struggle. Um, and it's just with well, a crazy cast, because Michael Shannon and Steve Carell are like the supporting cast in it. Uh, are they hard-nosed detective Dane Wells and uh, activist Stephen Goldstein? Let's guess who's the hard-nosed <laughs> detective and who's the... I'm guessing giant imposing Michael Shannon is the hard-nosed Nose detective. Yeah. Um, and it's, Steve Carell sounds like an activist. And it's by... My mind's slipping again, but it's by the... The director of Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, which I really liked, and the writer of Philadelphia. Mm. So it's got some good credentials behind the scenes there. Um, and again, anybody worried about not us not being able to book movies? I have too... We had too many <laughs> movies this week for me to put them all nicely on our flyer. Yeah. We don't have enough spots. Yeah, too many movies. And it, and it helps this week because we have uh, a one night only of Army of Darkness... Uh, squeezing in the the Back to the Future documentary in honor of that 30th anniversary. Uh, and then... We've got, well, the Exorcist and Shining Double Bill on Monday, starting at 7. And yeah. on Tuesday, we have one show of Turbo Kid. Which kind of came out of left field, but I'm happy about that. I love I'm, Turbo Kid. Lee the other day came up to me and he was like, do you think that if we played Turbo Kid again, it would do well? And I was like, yeah, you know what? I think it would. Yeah. and, and, and But I didn't think that anything would come of that because there, it happens often where Lee will like yeah. ponder over something out loud and, and it just doesn't happen. But this yeah. time it did, which is cool. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's... Because we only had, I think, two screenings I yeah. think so, initially yeah. and they both did pretty well. Yeah. And, and the, the, the filmmakers were here for that and they were just the, the loveliest people. And it's so nice. I mean, it's Canadian in its genre, so you want it to do well, or we want it to do well. But mm. when there's nice people behind it, because I've had, it's like they're from Montreal, eh? They're from yes, they're from Montreal, and it was the I mixed it up last time because they're from Montreal. The editor people are from Winnipeg, from the, the yeah. Area. We got them mixed up. We got them mixed up, but we have we have so many cool genre films being made in Canada. We mixed up the the provinces. Um, but I, I kind of joke. Uh, there's a lot of people doing a a, uh, a thirty. What is it called? It's on, uh, there's a Twitter hashtag for thirty one days of horror, oh. where people are watching a horror movie every day. So I've been plugging us in that extent, saying like, "Hey, anyone doing that? Come see Nosferatu." And so for for this week and next, I said, I was naive to this, but Yakuza Apocalypse at first glance I thought was a martial arts movie, which it is. But it's also a vampire and monster movie. Oh my god, what? Yeah, and no I, did, way. I didn't know that. I, well, it's, it's Takeshi Miike, right? Yeah. So he's mashing up the genres. And there's a great quote from Tiff, which I, I, I put on Facebook, and I don't remember it word for word, but it was basically saying, like, don't walk in late because even just the opening action scene will leave your jaw on the floor. And then they're like, and he's, it's, it's like the, the this perfect midnight movie with all these mashup genres. So I said, so that. That, I think, will count as an unofficial Halloween movie. Um, and and then Turbo Kid, although not a horror film, sure does have a lot of blood and guts in it. So that should count as a horror mm-hmm. film for your if you're doing 31 Days of Horror as well. Because uh, it's it, it kind of has that Quentin Tarantino vibe where, like, every sword slash, instead of just like, oh, my hand got cut off, is just like a fountain of blood comes out of, of every, every, yeah. every wound, every... Every every bullet hit instead of just a bullet hit is just like a giant explosion of blood and guts, but it's really like I was really impressed with it. Uh, the the actress in it I thought was really amazing, uh, and it was just 
especially knowing that it's not a humongous budget movie, it was um, some really cool action, really cool design, and just it, it's like the it's the best 1980s VHS movie you've never seen. <laughs> and sometimes that genre doesn't work great, but I thought this worked really well. That kind of kind of tribute to a tribute to what was the filmmakers favorite stuff when they were kids or whatever yeah um so yeah so we have that squeezed in for for one night only as well which is crazy we should also mention a major correction yes yes um because we sent out the newsletter and Mm -hmm. there is a there is some incorrect information because we uh had a double booking yes uh free held is gonna be 3 30 on uh sunday okay sunday the 26th Sorry, Sunday, October 25th, Free Held will be on at 3.30 and not 6.30. And uh, there is a uh, special uh, rental at 7 o'clock on Sunday, The Undersigned, which is a TV pilot, I think. Yeah, and it's, it's um, I forget where I bumped into these people, but at one of the screenings I bumped into them, and so it's like a local production company, mm-hmm. and this is, if I'm, again, our highly crack research team, but I believe this is their... <laughs> a pilot episode that they've done for a channel down in the States. And so I think this is both a premiere slash cast and crew screening. Um, they invited the mayor. Yeah. So we'll see if he shows up. <laughs> now, now that, I mean, I'm not political at all, but now that we have like a young hip prime minister, can, will he come here now? Because. I don't know. I think when we had Harper. True, his, dad, his dad went to movies. Yeah, his dad, his dad liked movies. We gotta I don't find know if Trudeau. Out. I don't know if Trudeau Senior ever came here. We have but to I know out. that he, I know that he went and saw like, I think he went and saw like The Godfather at Place de Ville or something. Should I he find his like, email? Should I write him? In the let's letter? write. Yeah, we should write him and say, "Dear Hair, we're <laughs> we're cool. Come and watch a movie with us." I'm sure there must be some press release floating around that says what his favorite movie is, right? Like or like. They, they always try to humanize people, right? So so they were like... Oh, yeah, Harper Harper and... tried that and it didn't go yeah. over so well. I feel like well. Harper trying to be humanized is like, okay, I... let's give him a sweater and a kitten. <laughs> oh. you, you may not know this about me, but I enjoy movies and TV shows. <laughs> Why was there... Was, was it an ad for Netflix? Because there was a Netflix logo behind his head. Yeah. I think um, it had something to do with net neutrality or something. So it was weird. some, like... Yeah. Or we won't tax... We yeah. won't create a Netflix tax or something like that. Basically, yeah. they were trying to sell young folks. Did, did you see? Did everyone see the John Oliver sketch? Yeah. yeah oh great. my God! It's it's. Except uh, he showed when he's like, um, um, yeah. If I, <laughs> if I go to prison for because yeah. apparently it's against the law to try and influence yeah. and out, like a foreigner to influence Canadian a Canadian vote. He's like, right. Yeah, like you're gonna send me to prison. That's like going it's to not Ottawa. A law. Yeah. <laughs> It's but not a law, but they, anyway. They showed Gatineau. They showed Gatineau. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah he mentioned Civilization Ottawa. Civilization Museum. Yeah. He mentioned Ottawa, and they showed a picture of, yeah, yeah. Paul. But otherwise... They, they always have to get something wrong, yeah. the, Amer- <laughs> the Americans. But man, I was laughing out loud. And, and I think Canadians are, are fairly good at laughing at ourselves, whether it be like SCTV or Kids in the Hall and all kinds of stuff. And he was making some jokes that I was just dying um, and then when they were making it rain at the end, I yeah, was like, man, yeah. I wish I could make it rain with that much money. But then One I looked time. at it, and I was like, wow, is that actually $5,000? Like, it they, kind they, of looked did like Did they it. go to a bank and say, we would like 5000 Canadian dollars, and then they gave them 1000 American dollars and got 5000 like, made money. it rain, and then, like, collected the money back and brought it back to the bank? Man, all I... All I wish for is that, what, and again, I'm not political, is that now that our dollar gets better, 
so comic books are cheaper. Because, man, because right now, like, you buy a three ninety nine comic book, and it's, it's you know, 75 cents on the dollar. So, oh, man, yeah. everything's so... I, I want to go back to the day of par. I don't know if that's possible, <laughs> or even close, 90 cents. I just got two Blu-rays in the mail yeah. yesterday uh, from the UK. Yeah. I got um, run, Runaway Train and a movie called Pick Up on South Street with Richard Widmark. Okay. And I got them off of Amazon UK because they're not available in North yeah. America. And uh, my dad was like, how much did you pay for those? Like, <laughs> in the end, it was like, I think they were $21 each. Right. Like, after the exchange. Okay. So, in the end, I think it was cheaper. It probably was, like, if, if these were available in Canada, it was yeah. still cheaper to buy them from to the UK. Even with shipping. Overseas. That's crazy. Yeah, well, and it's, it's even like affects us because like if we have, you know, a Canadian distributor versus an American distributor, or even just the thought of back in the day of film shipping in a print from somewhere far away and paying that exchange rate, that all adds up too. Like that's yeah. and it's just that we like man that, that seventy five cent dollar is crazy to me. Like that's and it, it, you know people aren't going to want to go down to the states and visit when it's that much yeah i i I, it has to get better in the next couple years because i'm i I will be giving my notice and moving to florida to live at star wars land (laughs) and go undercover and uh you mean you can't do the twitter from over there oh yeah i'll check in via twitter i'll check in via i'll 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 do the twitter but my brain will break when i walk into that star wars theme park and there's like a band playing at mos eisley cantina and droids Oh, that and droids rolling around. Mm. We uh, Gwen and I uh, have a new uh, mm. uh, robotic member of the family. We bought a uh, BB-8. Oh, I saw that. Holy cow! It's it's worth the money. It's he, he like he like looks at you and he interacts and and you and you like you can talk to him and you go like yes it's probably or no. Scaring the shit out of your cat. Here, no, they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Here's now. the twist: well, boyfriend and boyfriend. Rocket's in love with BB-8. Wow. And we thought she'd be scared oh. or try to eat him, but. Um, it's there's all these adorable pictures we put on the stupid Facebook of, of her like hugging him and nuzzling him and I'm like, well I we're not gonna get rich off of Facebook from this cat you're supposed to be scared but but man so that's that's uh that's my first investment into the new Star Wars franchise <laughs> was paying way too much money for a robot remote control for a toy. toy for a cat <laughs> toy yeah yeah um uh so I, yeah I think we talked about everything for this week and the other thing is that we. We booked two B-movies for January, mm-hmm. and one quickly got bumped up to November, which is neat. Yes. Um, so it's Samurai Cop 2. two. This is all your fault, right? You <laughs> Like, Samurai Cop 2 in November, and... Dangerous Men? Dangerous Men in January, which is un, unbooked at this time, but sometime in January. And Dangerous Men. I've seen Dangerous Men. It's it's so good. And Samurai <laughs> like Cop 2... Like, it's not good, but it's good. ...has Tommy Wiseau mm-hmm. in a mask. Yeah, he plays a villain. Samurai it's a, Samurai Cop 2 is the sequel to the... It's like from 1990, this horrible is uh, it? buddy cop movie yeah. made by this Iranian guy. <laughs> is it on uh, like DVD or is it's, it... I have it on DVD. I think it? it might be on Blu-ray now. I was gonna uh, s- the first one. I thought it was older. I thought it might be like lost to the VHS ages, but it's only 1990. It, w- it was, but I mean, th- there was like a subpar DVD of it, but yeah. now there's like... Like somebody found the negative and there's a really nice looking DVD and Blu-ray of it. Yeah. And and it's uh, it just looks nuts. <laughs> it looks insane, and it's always tough. So these are two new B movies, and again, like we we mentioned Sharknado, and we talk about well, Dangerous Men like was shot like late eighties until like mid nineties. Yeah, and then he finally got it finished 
in like 2005 and then God. it gave he got like a four theater release for yeah. it and nobody came at first and then eventually word of mouth spread and then it became a, like a midnight hit like yeah. the room yeah uh, because because there's scenes in in Dangerous Men where like you know a cop is sitting at his desk and the calendar says like December 1995. <laughs> ah, man, it's so crazy. It, it, and it's, the haircuts are very 90s. Like you can you can tell you can tell what you know time of year it is or what 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 yeah. you know what year it is just by looking at the the haircuts and the fashions. It's it's admirable, but man, that's a long time to stick with a bad movie. Like, mm-hmm. That's that's. Uh, you can tell. I mean. The film has no real main character. I mean, it, it's, it does for a while. Like, it's basically this woman who goes around killing men because she's distraught that her her fiancé was murdered. Yeah. So this is her revenge towards men. But then eventually the movie kind of gives up on her and she, like, disappears from the movie and then another character will kind of come in and sort of do what she... Kind of like The Room. Yeah. Where, like, uh, that guy with the glasses... Yeah, who yeah, seems yeah. like an important character. He just disappears, and then this other random guy comes in, and then people yell, "Who the hell are you?" Well, I'm, I'm, and I think it's because the they uh, I may have said this already, but like they he fired the actress. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm always fascinated when we get a new B movie that we all. It's so rare nowadays for a movie to become a B movie that was intended to be an A movie. Mm. Like I can't think of the last time that's happened. We 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 all go in. You mean like Rocky Horror? Like Rocky Horror, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like Rocky Horror was a big twentieth century fox. They thought that was just going to be a movie, and then it became what it became. Um, The Room and and Dangerous Men are like John Rad is is the guy. You'd have to look look it up. There's there's a. There's an old website for Dangerous Men that the filmmaker, the director of this film, John Rad, I think he's from, I think he's from Iran. Yeah. He, he's dead. He died in like 2007. But right. he was alive long enough to see yeah. a cult resurgence of his film. And he made this website. Um, at the end of last week's podcast episode, I put the song at the end that okay. he, he created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did this like little <laughs> rap of how great his movie is. Oh, man. Um, but... He's like, he seemed sort of like a Tommy Wiseau where he was independently right. wealthy yeah. and wanted to make like his own little pet project. Yeah. Well, it's like, I always think of, are there people who are just like, oh, let's go to a movie tonight. Oh, samurai thing. Let's go to, or this, you know. And because like, I, this is years back, um, but a bunch of my friends, we came to see The Room uh, for, it was my, my friend Christine and Steph. Uh, it was their birthday. And it was early enough in the room that not everyone knew what, oh, we're going to see a bad movie. And I remember Chris looking at me and being like, what is this? You know, because she had no, no, she knew we were going to a bad movie, but had no, wasn't prepared. Yeah. You know, like, and she was just like, is this real? And then having to explain to people like, yeah, this is just a bad movie. Well, like, the this, question, like, the question usually is, it, was this intended to be? Did they think they were making something good, or yeah. are, were they making this bad on purpose? It's yeah. like the difference between like a trauma movie where it's self-aware and yeah. the room where it's like you know sincere. Yeah, because if you're making Sharknado, you you know you're making. They, Sharknado. they, they know what they're making. But when Tommy made the room, he thought I don't even know what to compare the room to, but like he thought he was making just a, well, a he, romantic drama. He likes to like, compare himself to Tennessee Williams, right? Like so he really he's like hot, uh, uh, heavy melodrama. Yeah, so he thought he was making a cat on a hot tin. Yeah. Jesus. God, I can see that. He's got that James Dean fixation. (laughs) That's horrible. Um, 
but yeah, so so mark your calendars for November. Just just clear January. <laughs> be ready. Um, yeah, I you know if people are curious about Samurai Cop two, like definitely come and see it here in November. But um, pick up the DVD first. Yeah. Um, or if there's any regulars listening, I'll I'll lend you my DVD copy. Um, you have yeah. to see it. Yeah. Uh, and then you know that'll prepare you. Yeah. For, for part two, it's a, don't just come see part two. You got to see the first one. Yeah. Obviously. Man. Um, and da- and don't miss Dangerous Men. It's it's priceless. There's a website. Um, there's a new website that Alamo Draft has put together. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dangerous-men.com, and that gives you all the background information. Yeah. And the new trailer, which is great. Yeah, so this could be the new, the new room. Oh, it's, it's tricky. Like, uh, yeah, we showed um, Miami Connection a few times. Yeah, and it didn't really pull in a big audience. And Fateful Findings. Yeah, which blew my mind. I saw it once, and it was just like, wow, that yeah. was something. That For was real. crazy. Um, but yeah, so so uh, we'll be back next week, and next week we'll be. More Halloween stuff. Oh, next week will be Rocky Horror. We'll be talking a lot about yeah. Rocky Horror next week. Um, and then our friends over, if if we're sold out here for Rocky Horror, which we might be, I have a feeling our friends across the street at Target are going to be sold out as well, but they're doing a Halloween puppet show. Mm. And, and I am so mm. curious, and I yeah. am super sad that actually yeah. that I have to work Halloween you, this We year. can probably run I over it. I love Rocky Horror. Yeah. But, like, what the hell is a Halloween puppet show? I, I made a joke online on Twitter, and I was like, Man, imagine it's be a like war- Avenue Q. Essentially, <laughs> I do know. Spoiler that I think there's a scene where somebody gets killed and then hot dogs are served and you're eating them. Huh? I, I think somebody told me that, <laughs> but but I was I made some joke on Twitter. Where I was like, imagine a world where and where the maybe maybe oh could be gosh. a Remy hot dog. But it's like imagine a world where the Mayfair Theater and Targ existed across the street from each other and we're pals. And I was like, oh my god, that's a real world. Oh my god, that's real life. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what our friends at Target do on Halloween. imagine real hard is that there's a tunnel between us. Yeah. Is this a kid-friendly puppet show? Or I, is this I a, have a feeling Is this no, a Josh, yeah. Josh Grace? I think it's a Josh Grace. This is a Grace, Rudy Royale special. Remy, yeah. <laughs> this is an R-rated <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, Halloween um, puppet show. Yeah. And then I was, I was thinking... Now I'm trying Who to be. Who else? The, like Barrymore's is or Babylon is doing a Halloween thing as well. Yeah, there's tons of stuff going on. I think there's like some burlesque shows going on. Like there'll be plenty to occupy folks, but we'll be packed here, so we're, it'll be fun here. But kind of like at the beginning of being John Malkovich when yeah, uh, John Cusack's <laughs> doing his his adult puppet show it in will public. Be, yeah. yeah, and then the little girl's like, "Oh look, Daddy!" and he punches John Cusack in the face. And then hot dogs are served. Mm. Yeah, they got a thing for hot dogs over there, right? We gotta do hot dogs. I got not just pierogies. The um, my uh, I'm trying to do hot dogs much more often. We gotta do hot dogs for I think if it's a train wreck, but but for 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 Army of Darkness, for Back to the Future, if it's not insane for for uh, Nosferatu, Mm -hmm. and then next week for Rocky Horror, yeah, I think we need to hot dog it up for all those, but. (laughs) <laughs> and show hot dog the movie. <laughs> show hot dogs the movie. <laughs> and dress like hot dogs. Um, and I, I'm trying to be more on the ball about an audible recommendation every week now. <sighs> um, Bruce Campbell's audiobook. Oh, nice. which I've never listened to. I read, and it's amazing. Was it Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way? Is that what that's it's called? that's his second one? But oh, the first he's written the, more the than fir- one. That's like more of like a fictionally kind of thing. Yeah. But this first one. Oh, uh, leading with my chin. Leading with my yeah. chin. Which is a, just uh, an amazing kind of story about a bunch of friends <laughs> who made little horror films and are now all in the business. I have that book, actually. Really good book. Yeah. So 
So if you're checking out Audible for the Mayfair deal... And you can probably find The Exorcist in The Shining audiobooks. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. And uh, they'll, that's... Uh, so it's audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theatre Podcast. You can get a free audiobook. Get a free Bruce Campbell or scary book. Cool. Okay, that's it. Let's get out of here. Yay. All right. See you at the movies. Okay, bye. Bye, everybody. Dangerous men came out of the blue. Very much different. It's so true. Turn out to be the talk of the town. Whoever saw it told another one. They passed the word everywhere. Everyone wants to see it here and there. That's why it turns to the talk of the town. Yeah, Dangerous Man, the movie is fine. John F. Red directed it. He's my man. So quick, he made lots of fans. His name all over with respect. Whoever saw the film said it's perfect. Don't lose the fun time. Go and see it. It's unforgettable. Oh yeah. Dangerous Men, the movie.com shows where it's now or may come. This film's so different. It's so much fun, 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 fun. No wonder Dangerous Men is the talk of the town go online go 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 www.dangerousmen.com